chapters six and seven of a comic history of the united states this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. this reading by allison hester of athens georgia a comic history of the united states by bill nye chapter six the episode of the charter oak the colonies of maine and new hampshire were so closely associated with that of massachusetts that their history up to eighteen twenty was practically the same shortly after the landing of the pilgrims say two years or thereabouts gorges and mason obtained from england the grant of a large tract lying between the merrimack and the kennebec rivers this patent was afterwards dissolved mason taking what is now new hampshire and gorges taking maine he afterwards sold the state to massachusetts for six thousand dollars the growth of the state may be noticed since that time for one county cost more than that last november in eighteen twenty maine was separated from massachusetts maine is noted for being the easternmost state in the union and has been utilized by a number of eminent men as a birthplace white birch spools for thread christmas trees and tamarack and spruce gum are found in great abundance it is the home of an industrious and peace-loving people bar harbor is a cool place to go in the summertime and violate the liquor law of the state the dutch were the first to claim connecticut they built a trading post at hartford where they swapped bone collar buttons with the indians for beaver and otter skins traders from plymouth who went up the river were threatened by the dutch but they pressed on and established a post at windsor in sixteen thirty five john steele led a company out west to hartford and thomas hooker a clergyman followed with his congregation driving their stock before them hartford thus had quite a boom quite early in the seventeenth century the dutch were driven out of the connecticut valley and began to look towards new york soon after this the pequod war broke out these indians had hoped to form an alliance with the narragansetts but roger williams prevented this by seeing the narragansett chief personally thus the puritans had coals of fire heaped on their heads by their gentle pastor until the odor of burning hair could be detected as far away as new haven the pequods were thus compelled to fight alone and captain mason surrounded their camp before daylight and entered the palisades with the indian picket who cried out awanox awanox meaning englishmen englishmen mason and his men killed these pequods and burned their lodges to the ground there has never been a prosperous pequod lodge since those who escaped to the forest were shot down like jackrabbits as they fled and there has been no pequoding done since that time the new haven colony was founded in sixteen thirty eight by wealthy church members from abroad they took the bible as their standard and statute they had no other law only church members could vote which was different from the arrangements in new york city in after years the connecticut colony had a regular constitution said to have been the first written constitution ever adopted by the people framed for the people by the people it was at once prosperous and soon bought out the saybrook colony 
1662, a royal charter was obtained which united the two above colonies and guaranteed to the people the rights agreed upon by them. It amounted to a duly authenticated independence. A quarter of a century afterwards, Governor Andros, in his other clothes, and a reigning coat of red and gold trimmings, marched into the assembly and demanded this precious charter. A long debate ensued, and, according to tradition, while the members of the assembly stood around the table taking a farewell look at the charter, one of the largest members of the house fell on the governor's breast and wept so copiously on his shirt frill that harsh words were used by his excellency. A general quarrel ensued, the lights went out, and when they were relighted, the charter was gone. Captain Wadsworth had taken it and concealed it in a hollow tree, since called the Charter Oak, and after Andros was ejected from the Boston office, the charter was brought out again, and business under it was resumed. Important documents, however, should not be, as a general thing, secreted in trees. The author once tried this while young, and when engaged to, or hoping to become engaged to, a dear one whose paw was a singularly coarse man, and who hated a young man who came as a lover at his daughter's feet, with nothing but a good education and his great big manly heart. He wanted a son-in-law with a brewery, and so he bribed the boys of the neighborhood to break up the secret correspondence between the two young people and bring the mail to him. This was the cause of many a heartache, and finally the marriage of the sweet young lady to a brewer, who was mortgaged so deeply that he wandered off somewhere and never returned. Years afterwards, the brewery needed repairs, and one of the large vats was found to contain all of the missing man that would not assimilate with the beer, viz. his watch. Quite a number of people at that time quit the use of beer, and the author gave his hand in marriage to a wealthy young lady who was attracted by his gallantry and fresh young beauty. Roger Williams now settled at Providence Plantation, where he was joined by Mrs. Hutchinson, who also believed that the church and state should not be united, but that the state should protect the church, and that neither should undertake to boss the other. It was also held that religious qualifications should not be required of political aspirants. Also, that no man should be required to whittle his soul into a shape to fit the religious auger hole of another. This was the beginning of Rhode Island. She desired at once to join the New England colony, but was refused, as she had no charter. Plymouth claimed also to have jurisdiction over Rhode Island. This was very much like Plymouth. Having banished Roger Williams and Mrs. Hutchinson to be skinned by the Pequots and Narragansetts over at Narragansett Pier, they went on about their business, flogging Quakers, also ducking old women who had lumbago, and burning other women who would not answer affirmatively when asked, Be you a witch? Then, when Roger began to make improvements and draw the attention of Eastern Capital to Rhode Island and to organize a state or colony with a charter, Plymouth said, Hold on, Roger. Religiously, we have cast you out to live on wild strawberries, clams, and Indians. 
but from a mercantile and political point of view you will please notice that we have a string which you will notice is attached to your wages and discoveries afterwards however roger williams obtained the necessary funds from admiring friends with which to go to england and obtain a charter which united the colonies yet gave to all the first official right to liberty of conscience ever granted in europe or america prior to that a man's conscience had a brass collar on it with the royal arms engraved thereon and was kept picketed out in the king's grounds the owner could go and look at it on sundays but he never had the use of it with the advent of freedom of political opinion the individual use of the conscience has become popularized and the time is coming when it will grow to a great size under our wise institutions and fostering skies instead of turning over our consciences to the safety deposit company of a great political party or religious organization and taking the key in our pocket let us have individual charge of this useful little instrument and be able finally to answer for its growth or decay end of chapter six the episode of the charter oak chapter seven the discovery of new york the author will now refer to the discovery of the hudson river and the town of new york via fort lee and the one hundred twenty fifth street ferry new york was afterwards sold for twenty four dollars the whole island when i think of this i go into my family gallery which i also use as a swear room and tell those ancestors of mine what i think of them where were they when new york was sold for twenty four dollars were they having their portraits painted by lancier or their deposition taken by jeffreys or having their little lord fauntleroy clothes made do not discourage them to believe that they will escape me in future years some of them died unregenerate and are now i am told in a country where they may possibly be damned and i will attend to the others personally twenty four dollars for new york why my croton water tax on one house and lot with fifty feet four and one-fourth inches front is fifty-nine dollars and no questions asked why you can't get a voter for that now henry or hendrick hudson was an english navigator of whose birth and early history nothing is known definitely hence his name is never mentioned in many of the best homes in new york in sixteen o seven he made a voyage in search of the northwest passage in one of his voyages he discovered cape cod and later on the hudson river this was one hundred and seventeen years after columbus discovered america which shows that the discovering business was not pushed as it should have been by those who had it in charge hudson went up the river as far as albany but finding no one there whom he knew he hastened back as far as two hundred ninth street west and anchored he discovered hudson bay in hudson strait and made other journeys by water though aquatting was then in its infancy afterwards his sailors became mutinous and set hendrick and his son with seven infirm sailors afloat ah whom have we here it is hendrick hudson who discovered the hudson river here he has just landed at the foot of two o ninth street new york 
where he offered the Indians liquor, but they refused. How 209th Street has changed! The artist has been fortunate in getting the expression of the Indians in the act of refusing. Mr. Hudson's great reputation lies in the fact that he discovered the river which bears his name, but the thinking mind will at once regard the discovery of an Indian who does not drink as far more wonderful. Some historians say that this especial delegation was swept away afterward by a pestilence, whilst others commenting on the incident maintain that Hudson lied. It is the only historical question regarding America not fully settled by this book. Nothing more was heard of him till he turned up in a thinking part in Rip Van Winkle. Many claims regarding the discovery of various parts of the United States had been previously made. The Cabots had discovered Labrador, the Spaniards the southern part of the United States, the Norsemen had discovered Minneapolis, and Columbus had discovered San Salvador and gone home to meet a 90-day note due in Palaus for the use of the Pinta, which he had hired by the hour. But we are speaking of the discovery of New York. About this time, a solitary horseman might have been seen at West 209th Street, clothed in a little brief authority, and looking out to the West as he petulantly spoke in the Tammany dialect, then in the language of the blank verse Indian, he began, Another day of anxiety has passed, and yet we have not been discovered. The great spirit tells me in the thunder of the surf and the roaring cataract of the Harlem that within a week we will be discovered for the first time. As he stands there, aboard of his horse, one sees that he is a chief in every respect and in life's great drama would naturally occupy the middle of the stage it was at this moment that hudson slipped down the river from albany past fort lee and dropping a nickel in the slot at one twenty fifth street weighed his anchor at that place as soon as he had landed and discovered the city he was approached by the chief who said we gates I am one of the committee to show you our little town. I suppose you have a power of attorney, of course, for discovering us? Yes, said Hudson, as Columbus used to say when he discovered San Salvador, I do it by the right vested in me by my sovereigns. That oversizes my pile by a sovereign and a half, says one of the natives. And so, if you have not heard it, there is a good thing for one of your dinner speeches here. Very good, said the chief, as they jogged downtown on a swift 6th Avenue elevated train towards the wigwams on 14th Street and going at the rate of four miles an hour. We do not care especially who discovers us, so long as we hold control of the city organization. How about that, Hank? That will be satisfactory said Mr. Hudson, taking a package of imported cheese and eating it so that they could have the car to themselves. We will take the departments such as police, street cleaning, etc., 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 while you and Columbus get your pictures on the currency and have your graves mussed up on anniversaries. We get the two-moment horses and the country chateau on the Bronx, sabe? That is, you do not care whose portrait is on the currency said Hudson, so you get the currency, said the man. That is the sense of the meeting. 
Thus was New York discovered via Albany and Fort Lee, and five minutes after the two touched glasses, the brim of the Scopin and the Manhattan cocktail tinkled together, and New York was inaugurated. Obtaining a gentle and philanthropical gentleman who knew too well the city by gaslight, they saw the town so thoroughly that nearly every building in the morning wore a bright red sign which read, beware of paint regarding the question as to who has the right to claim the priority of discovery of new york i unite with one of the ablest historians now living in stating that i do not know here and there throughout the work of all great historians who are frank and honest chapter after chapter of information like this will burst forth upon the eye of the surprised and delighted reader society at the time of the discovery of the blank verse indian of america was crude hudson's arrival of course among older citizens soon called out those who desired its acquaintance but he noticed that club life was not what it has since become especially indian club life he found a nation whose regular job was war and whose religion was the ever-present prayer that they might eat the heart of their enemy plain. The Indian high school and young ladies' seminary, captured by Columbus, as shown in the pictures of his arrival at home and his presentation to the royal pair 117 years before this, it is said, brought a royal flush to the face of King Ferdy, who had been well brought up. This can be readily understood when we remember that the Indian wore at court a court plaster, a parlor lampshade in stormy weather made of lawn grass, or a surcingle of front teeth. They were shown also in all these paintings as graceful and beautiful in figure, but in those days when the Pocahontas girls went barefoot till the age of 89 years, chewed tobacco, kept lent all winter, and then ate a brace of middle-aged men for Easter, the figure must have been affected by this irregularity of meals. Unless the Pocahontas of the present day has fallen off sadly in her carriage and beauty to be saved from death by her, as Smith was, and feel that she therefore had a claim on him, must have given one nervous prostration, paresis, and insomnia. The Indian and the white race never really united or amalgamated outside of Canada. The Indian has always held aloof from us, and even as late as Sitting Bull's time, that noted cavalry officer said to the author that the white people who simply came over in the Mayflower could not marry into his family on that ground. He wanted to know why they had to come over in the Mayflower. We were here, said the aged warrior, as he stole a bacon rind, which I used for lubricating my saw, and ate it thoughtfully. We were here and helped Adam round up and brand his animals. We are an old family and never did manual labor. We are just as poor and proud and indolent as those who are of noble blood. We know we are of noble blood because we have to take sarsaparilla all the time. We claim to come by direct descent from Job, of whom the inspired writer says, Old Job, he was a fine young lad. Sing glory, hallelujah. His heart was good, but his blood was bad. Sing glory, hallelujah. 
End of chapter 7